lines, the new world of professional women's rugby more than an away international. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales women away in Canada, plenty on that coming up. We'll also hear about the Dragons kicking off their season and some of the preparations in the Indigo Premiership. But first, it's to Canada and Wales women's coach Johan Cunningham has named an interesting side for his first World Cup warm-up game away in Halifax. Two uncapped players in centre Karis Williams-Morris and wing Lorraine Norcott. Here's coach Johan Cunningham starting by discussing the new wing. Being physical, work rate, she's ticking all those boxes and we want to see her go and she deserves that opportunity this Saturday. Karis Williams then, she's had a bit of a journey to play for Wales. She's obviously played for England, she's played against Wales. How impressed have you been with her? How has she settled in? Settled in really well. She's a big athlete, which is great for us. She's had experience of playing at international level. So again, to give her that opportunity in a red shirt, it's going to be fantastic. And um, this is a great opportunity for us in our preparation towards the World Cup. Manon Johns, so she gets a chance in the back row, which is probably maybe one of the most competitive positions in, in the team. How much of a headache is the back row selection? Yeah, it's a good headache. There's a lot of competition there, as you said, and Manon gets an opportunity this Saturday. Her strengths are definitely around the contact area and the tackle zone, and we want her to show us that. And this is a great opportunity for her. She didn't get much of a chance in Six Nations. She, again, has been training really hard, so she deserves this opportunity. And Georgia, back on the bench, she suffered a pretty horrific injury, didn't she? So how good is it to have her back uh, fit and well? Yeah, great to have her back. She gives us the balance with regards to physicality amongst the forwards, bit of leadership as well. And she's been training really, really well. So it's good to get her back, get her some minutes and the belt uh, as we move forward towards England and then obviously um, towards New Zealand. Clikey George then, it seems to be a lot of excitement about Clikey. What are her strengths and uh, is she the finished article and I suppose uh, ahead of the World Cup? Still um, developing, you know, there's still um, parts of her game that need to work on, but her strength is she kicks the ball fantastically. She can kick with length. Her catch pass skills are brilliant. She can throw 15, 20 metre passes off left hand, right hand, which grows our game, opens our game up for more width. So we're really excited to see how she goes. She had uh, some time against Italy in the Six Nations and it's the next step for her now as we move forward. You seem to have sort of thrown a few people a bit of a a World Cup lifeline, maybe a few months ago because of injury, because of not being included. They might have thought they weren't going to be involved. Abby Fleming, Manon Johns, Georgia Evans in different ways. Is that part of the point of this game, to try and broaden the squad? Yeah, there is that approach to it, for sure. Also, creating competition amongst the group uh, is important for us. And keeping players on their toes, so to speak. So, you know, these players are having opportunities this weekend. If they go well, then push your standards amongst the other group, uh, especially players that played a lot of minutes during Six Nations. So there is that side to it, but also they have deserved the opportunity from the work that's been put in. Looking at your quotes from earlier in the week about the training session about Canada, saying there are a few lessons learned. Can you go into that in a bit of greater depth? Well, firstly, it was a fantastic exercise worthwhile that we did to go up against them. It was purely just set piece, so backs on backs and, and forwards did uh, scrum and line out. So we learned how to deal with those situations first and foremost with regards to, um, you know, OK, we're going up against someone different rather than ourselves, which was great for us and took a lot away from technically as well. 
from the forwards' point of view, and the backs was really good. You know, we can gain confidence from it. Uh, the more often we're in front of of these players and, and the standard of team they are, you know, the more confidence we can gain, and, and the better we'll get. Just going back to Karis Williams. Over the years, there've been quite a few Welsh girls who've played for England. That's been the the avenue if they wanted to play professionally, semi-professionally. Do you think her return is part of a trend of maybe holding on to more players and maybe even a few more of them coming back? Yes, potentially, definitely. You know, firstly, when I started speaking to Karis, you know, she, she made it very clear to me that she wanted the opportunity to play for Wales. And when that happened, then, you know, we wanted her involved in our environment as soon as possible. She could show other, other players that there is an opportunity for them. And it's great to see. And, um, you know, we can grow that base, the player base that we've got in, in Wales, which will obviously help us as we move forward uh, for depth and more selection options as, as we go towards, you know, the next couple of years. And the selection's clearly aimed at creating that strength in depth, including a new captain in centre, Hannah Jones. It's a very exciting opportunity for me. Very honoured and very proud, so I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Have you captained Wales before? I haven't started captain, no, but I've led a second half or 10, 20 minutes towards the end. Really big personal achievement as well then? Yeah, very proud for myself and obviously my family are really happy for me to have a chance now to lead Wales. What's the mood like in camp? Is everyone just really excited to put, you know, all of pre-season into action? Yeah, we've had a brilliant pre-season, you know, we've we've hit the ground really hard um, with our fitness and our, and our skills. So hopefully now we can see, transform that now into the game and see if we can have an 80-minute performance like we've been talking about. It's just really exciting, the opportunities the girls have worked hard and to see it into the game. You spoke there about 80-minute performance, which is definitely something that, you know, was maybe a bit of a work on from the Six Nations. Can you give us an idea of any other work-ons maybe, maybe from the Six Nations that we'll hopefully see the results of now? So now we've had time to work on our fitness, so hopefully we can see that in the second half now that our skill set is throughout the whole game and not just the first half. In centre then, you've got Karis Williams, who I think it might be you, who was playing against her once in an international match. So what's it been like having Karis come into camp and how, how she settled in? Yeah, she's settled in really well. She's been brilliant. She's brought her experience along with her. And I'm just working on a centre partnership with her now. We're just getting used to each other, how, how we like to play. Um, it's been really nice. She's a really nice girl, so it's brilliant to have her into the squad. Seems to be you know, a fair bit of competition in centre, isn't there? How helpful is that, really, in, in terms of uh, everyone keeping their standards high? Yeah, it's been really good because we're all different type of centres so we all bring each other up so with the backs is a good vibe and it's really competitive so hopefully that'll bring the best out of us. Excited to go up against Canada after the training session which we heard was was really beneficial. Yeah it was really good we went backs and backs and you know the big athletes you know we've seen them now so we know we've got to hit low we've got to be physical and make sure we, we dominate them first. What was Karis like to play against? If I'm honest, I, I can't remember playing against her. I know I've played against her, against Loughborough, but we didn't really come across each other because she was on the wing then. So if I'm honest, I can't really remember, but she's a strong athlete. She's very big and very skillful, which we've seen in training. How are you all finding the, the touring experience, the World Cup build-up experience? Because obviously this whole being away, playing Canada away, that's a new development. How, how are you all finding it? Yeah, we're definitely you know adapting to the environment. It's good that we've come away for a week now so we can pick up conversations that we haven't had time to do before. 
um, being full time now about little parts of the game and obviously being mm. with your roomie for a week, getting used to that adaptation. So it's been a really good learning week. And in terms of that training session against Canada, what were the lessons you took out of it? They're a fast physical backline, which we knew from the autumns and that, you know, you can't switch off. So it's going to be a high, fast paced game and they're going to be very physical. So we need to front up on the weekend. Over the last few years, Canada have been higher ranked than Wales. They've, they've had a few good victories over Wales. How do you feel that comparison is now? Yeah, I don't really think about where they're ranked and where we're at. We're focusing on ourselves. Uh, we're talking about 90% us, 10% them. So it's a real good focus now to see what we've done in pre-season and whether we can transfer that into the game on Saturday. And nice to have Janice Joyce back outside you. There would have been fears maybe when she had the injury, she might not make it back in time. Definitely. Jazz is one of the most determined athletes I've seen. She's worked really hard to get back on that field. So I'm glad she's um, starting and given a chance again. And the captaincy, you're a bit younger than Sean. Is that something that you're looking at long term? This is an opportunity for you? Just taking day by day. Very thankful for the opportunity. So, yeah, we're going to see how it goes. I'm obviously developing myself. It's a new role for me. So, but, you know, hopefully it goes well. And Wales women aren't the only team who've been away from home this week. The Dragons have been in Dublin. Director of Rugby, Dean Ryan, explained. We went away tail end of last season in South Africa and it probably brought home how little we travelled across COVID and how little time we spent together. So we're very keen to go on a camp. We had the opportunity to come to the University of Dublin and just spend three or four days together. I know we're going home to play on Friday, but the time spent together has been invaluable, really, and especially with some new faces. International's just come back this week and starting to integrate, so it's been great. Just great to get everybody together in one space, a couple of beers, plenty of work, and getting ready for the season. I suppose it's the first proper pre-season, as in for a normal season for a couple of years. How have you found it? You've been together for a little while now over the summer? I think everybody says great pre-seasons, isn't it? It's it's, it's definitely been in terms of integrating people. It's been invaluable. They've not disappointed in the contribution they've made, both on and off the pitch. So the next step is to see how we support them when we're on the field. It's really difficult, especially when you're working with players you've not worked before, how to support them until you actually see them play. So I'm looking forward to it. But everything we've expected of them and and more, as, as we've seen over the last few weeks, Quite a few significant new faces as well and signings. How have they all bedded in? I've been vocal, which is you know one of the reasons we wanted we wanted to get a little bit more ownership in the player group. We want a little bit more experience, a few more miles on the clock, and we wanted a bit more competition for places. And you know, as well as new faces, that competition for places brings you know a little bit more edge to those who have been here. And I think, and I'd expect performances to improve because of that. There's no greater pressure than selection pressure and I think for the first time certainly in most positions that's that's a realistic option. And the new coaching structure how, how's that worked out so far? Yeah I've enjoyed it just got more quality more people on the field more eyes more views yeah I've, I've enjoyed working with Di it's, it's been uh, an opportunity I suppose to alleviate some pressure and I, I think I've seen Naz grow a little bit as well because he was taking on a big burden terms of some of the organisation last year. So I think, again, as, as a coaching team, I've seen that improve as well. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast.
changes with Di Flanagan coming in as head coach, forwards coach Luke Narraway also mentioned there. But now, on to the Indigo Premiership, and an exciting season ahead with a return to home and away fixtures and playoffs at the end of the season to decide the title. Cardiff have shown they're keen to defend their trophy with signings such as former Ospreys wing Dowie Cross. He told Graham Thomas he's looking forward to getting started. First game of the season against Ponte doesn't get any bigger. Local derby, it's been televised as well, so the fans are going to be behind Ponte and we just need to uh, block that out and play our own game. How many times you played up there? Oh, quite a few times. Played up there with Bridgend and that was our relegation stay-up kind of game. We won that one, so that, yeah. that was a memorable one, that one for me, my hometown club. I'm excited for the season to go ahead with Cardiff now. Always a difficult crowd to play in front of, it always used to be, Sardis Road. I think they got the biggest crowd in Premiership to date anyway, of the tough crowd to play against. You're not only playing against the 15, you're playing against the crowd as well. And they're quite sharp, aren't they? They don't mind uh, letting fly with a few comments. Yeah, they love a good comment. I mean, I was stood on the wing one time and I just heard everything. Really? Uh, I just what, what was the best banter you had to stand on the wing at Ponty? Should have stuck a football. Townies. Townies? Yeah, Take that every day. Normal day for me, that is. Well, a compliment. <laughs> yeah. So I was with Ospreys and Jen, but now I got released from there and um, I've headed into the big capital, so to get right. game time, hopefully. So how's it been so far? Yeah, really exciting. Well, the players and the coaching staff have all been tremendous to me, uh, welcoming. But now I'm really excited uh, for this team this season as well. Um, I hope I'm going my performances uh, to good use for Cardiff. And they obviously had a great season last season, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, real good last season. I think it was tight between us and uh, Newport. Newport, yeah. yeah. But they play some good rugby, Cardiff. Oh, yeah. They're not afraid to chuck the ball around. And I like that. We're running yeah. rugby. I mean, you looked at that side last season, a lot of young, exciting players in there, yeah. guys like Cabango and so on. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen much involvement with um, Cardiff RFC, with right. Cabango, so I think he's uh, integrated into the senior squad Z, now. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is great for you yeah, young guys, yeah, isn't it? It just 100%. shows you that the pathway's there. Yeah, 100%. I think that's what we all strive for as well. That's our target, my target, to get back into professional rugby. What was it like when the Ospreys cut you? I mean, it was a sign of relief as well. As, really? Yeah. I went playing like I wanted to. I'm still young and all I want to do is play rugby. The Ospreys kind of stopped me from doing that. Well, I went playing for Jen either, so it was just... How they were, really. From a player's perspective, how does this all fit together? Academies, regions, club sides in the Premiership. Does it fit together well or is it a bit ragged? I mean, if you want to get game time, I mean, Premiership is definitely the place to go. Being in the academy, you might get pulled back from playing. You can make out just a benefit the regions more. What age were you when you joined the Ospreys? I was 17 when I had the first game for the Ospreys. Good. So tell me about the, the season as a whole. You're looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm really excited for a new start. Just let my hair down a bit. I still have a mentality of work hard, play hard, and that'll always be me, really. And not a bad place to play next door here? Oh, I know. I mean, um, all weather pitch as well, so we can't really fault that. Fast running track. That's uh, suitable, guys, I guess. Newport were the team who lost out on the title last year by just the one point meaning they have unfinished business, as coach Matt O'Brien told Rob Cole. 
It was a great season in many ways, but yeah. I guess you feel as though there's something missing as well. I do after now speaking to you now, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, yeah, it was a really good season, and I think, um, I, I've said before, if you'd have given it to us at the start of the season that to win the Cup and come second in the league, we'd have probably taken it. I think, you know, having come so close, it was disappointed not to do the double, but uh, the good thing about the league is it's always the best team that deserves to win it and come out on top. I mean, the better thing about it is you've got next season to go again. So, yeah, uh, yeah we're really looking forward to it now. The good thing is now that there'll be some teams who haven't been to your new home ground as well. So it'll be a bit of a shock to them because you've been very, very good there. Yeah, I haven't really thought about that to be honest. But yeah, there'll be some teams who haven't, who haven't visited us. We're spitty, so they're Cardiff for one of them actually. So yeah. um, it's a lovely surface there and stuff. So I don't think it'll be too bad for, for those teams coming. But um, yeah, there'll definitely be some uh, some good games there. I do hope. And you're going to carry on the same sort of exciting running brand that revolves around you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely try and play a similar brand of rugby. We brought a, a set-piece element to our game last year that we perhaps haven't had before with our driving mall and scrum was, was decent. So, um, yeah, we're, hopefully we're, we've got a bit of everything in the side with a couple of new signings as well. So, yeah, yeah look forward to it. So, the difficult thing now is, though, you're going to have to go back to 10 because you did such a good job with Will Reid last year and he's going to go up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of... Uh, <laughs> part of me is hoping that he... We never see him, so he's playing for the Dragons, and then the other part of me is hoping that he does come back, yeah. so he's playing for Newport. But um, look, he did really well last year, um, and he deserves to be playing regional rugby. You know, I think we probably still will see him now and again throughout the season. Yeah. Whether we'll have him for, for 17, 18 games like we did last year, I don't know, and I hope not really. But that's what you're there for. Yeah, so uh, yeah, 10, 12, hooker, I'll play wherever. <laughs> <laughs> So come on, who have you brought in on a uh, hundred grand a week? <laughs> um, a couple of good signings we brought in. We brought in um, Tom Davis from, from Cardiff. We yep. said um, he'd be a great addition for us. Young Dav Buckland, scrum half from Pontiac. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Who I used to coach with, it, with the Dragons Academy. He's, uh, he's an excellent player. He'll be battling with Luke Crane to, to play at nine. And a couple of um, the Wales Sevens boys coming into uh, on the wings to strengthen us a little bit in that area as well. And Lloyd Lewis and Cole uh, from Pontiac. So a couple of good boys up front Dan Hill and um, Craig Hudd two second rows we probably needed to strengthen and uh, yeah they all across the park we've done okay in, in recruitment we've lost one or two that we'd like to keep I think but um, yeah that's the sort of part yeah. of our every year isn't it? how is the club at the moment really good it's in a really good place we've got a, we're starting a new um, training base over in Baselex School they've got a lovely 4G surface there so that's where we're going to be that's going to be our home for the season which is great in terms of training so the facilities are brilliant the staff are, are excellent you know it, it seems in a, in a real good place everybody's uh, really positive thrived under new circumstances yeah well you've got two choices haven't you you either moan about it and, and keep talking about the stuff going off off the field or you just get on with it and try and win some games and put some smile on people's faces and I think we've done the done the second one so far so hopefully that continues whether we're a spitty Rodney Parade whether we've got a clubhouse or haven't got a clubhouse it's just what we're going to do and that's what I'll be making sure the players do we're back to home and away it's a long season again isn't it I'm just wondering how the players are going to react to that having played so fewer games over the last couple of years you know I think if you ask most of the players they'd rather just play everybody home and away and have a proper, proper league you know so there'll be 22 games but with the cup competition last year we still played 12 or 13 cup games which wouldn't yeah. normally happen so I think in terms of number of games they'll probably you know only be a little bit more but sort of the importance of those games now from the first game of the season to the last is, is very important we found out last season that every point matters you know we obviously came second by one point so I think it'll probably be a, 
a fairer reflection of the best team after 22 games rather than 11. So, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. Playoffs mean that you only need to get in the top four to have a chance of winning it. Yeah, probably adds a little bit of spice towards the latter end of the season, but we'll be looking to finish as high as we can. First, second, third, fourth, you know, the, the higher the better. A lot of teams have strengthened that came behind us in the league last year, so it, it should probably be more competitive, but um, yeah, we're going for first, not fourth. Thursday night's good for you? Yeah, good for me, I can fit that into the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's great, you know, it's good to have a more exposure again for the league. Yeah. I think we saw some numbers tonight that were, yeah. that were pretty good from last season and hopefully they get better. And it's always great to have the weekend off and then after a game on a Thursday. Right. So are the boys on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, what are they on? Are they all in the oh. dressing room afterwards? <laughs> they post a few uh, in the WhatsApp group on the on the Friday, a couple of Oh that's private then. Yeah, normally images of my mistakes on on a Thursday <laughs> night, but um it's all over social media now and Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, which is great and the, the young the youngsters sharing it and stuff like that. So yeah, it gives good promotion for the league. Put your coaching hat on now. How was being involved with the under 80s? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, we went up to Scotland for, for, for the week and did some opposed stuff against Italy and Scotland. And um, yeah, it's the start of them boys' journeys. They're under 16 or 17 at the moment, most of them. So um, yeah, it, it, it was a real good experience and um, you know, some real good youngsters that are there coming through. Is the talent still there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think that group that we took to Scotland, you know, a lot of them will play in the Six Nations now at March or April time. You know, and they'll be six to nine months older and yeah, there's definitely still talent pool there for us to select from for sure, yeah. yeah. And the Dragons area, the Dragons have got quite a big area, but they brought a lot of good youngsters through and we're seeing the benefit of Dragons and Basham. There's a good stream. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's some, there's some quality players in the area, and this is about us as you know within the region giving them the best exposure and the best opportunities for them to, to get to the next level. And I think the key thing for us is perhaps we haven't got quite the player numbers of somewhere like Cardiff and stuff. Is to really stretch our best players and, and accelerate them, you know, at the right times to ensure that they're getting the best out of the ability that they've got. RGC in North Wales finished fourth last year under new coach Kerry Jones. The former Wales prop also spoke to Rob Cole. Good result against Caldy, great start. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, obviously, they're strong uh, with coming up for the Championship last year. Yeah, I thought we played pretty well. It's different this year. I've had a full pre season with the boys. Last year, I didn't come in and start until the 6th of September. So, the start of the season was a bit sort of rough for us. And then we sort of picked up points as we went on. So, um, yeah, it's been nice to sort of get a good full pre season in and get a lot of that showed on the weekend, which was good. Can you be a major threat in this tournament? Yeah, I think we can. I think the answer is yes, certainly. But, you know, if you get into the top four, anything can happen. I'd like to think so. It'll always depend on injuries and how the season goes, how well we start. Some of the squads down south are fortunate that there's a bigger player pool here. So if they lose a few people, like Cardiff, for example, can easily pull people in from above and below. Same with Newport, you know, pull people in, same with Everbale with us. We've got the squad we've got that we work with really hard bring other players in from the North Wales League isn't really an option because mm. North Wales League isn't as strong as there are some local leagues around here where you can just pull players in and can do a job for you. So that's going to be our hardest thing is keeping everyone healthy. I believe with the squad we've got, I think we can be really competitive and I'd, I'd hope to be there or thereabouts from the end of the season. Great to see Sean Lonsdale coming back from England to come and play for the Dragons, one of your old teams. Just shows that the RGC pathways works. Yeah, I think we look at Sam in the summer, you know, the first RGC player. 
he started all the way through. You know, he started in the 15s, he went through the Jewish Shield, went to the 16s, he went to Clentrino College, he played RGC, then unfortunately then his pathway goes to Saracens to Wales, which is something I think could be better. Uh, with a lot of the players we've spoken about, but you can see definitely the conveyor belt of talent coming through from the RGC pathway and going into professional rugby and onwards is working. So I think the question about RGC and the question you know, everyone speaks about now, RGC never seems to be out of the equation to a certain yeah. degree. I think it's firmly embedded now and it's time for us then to sort of really be competitive within this league on a weekly basis. And you've done a good job with Ethan Frackrell as well and taking him for a whole season should help him develop. Yeah, Fax came up to us last year because he wasn't getting much opportunity with Cardiff and Gruff with Cardiff and Gruff was great with it about getting him up to us and it gave him an opportunity to play which probably helped him secure his 20th place in the first place. Look, he's the sort of player, you look at him walking in the street you wouldn't realise he's a professional rugby player. He doesn't stand out like that physically but as a rugby player he's incredible. His work rate, he always seems to be in the right place. Bit of a dime Morris, bit of a shadow, he tends to turn up around the field in the right place. I don't know how he does it but he's just one of those players I really like him and look forward to seeing where he can go after a really good season with us. He's training really hard and that's what this season, you know, this is what this league should be about is can we extend it from an RGC perspective for that player? Can he have a really good 12-18 months and does that propel him back into the professional game? And I think that's you know, what we should be aiming to do. It's hard for us as RGC because we end up developing players, losing them, and then having to bring somebody else through. But that's part of the conveyor belt. And that's Indeed. Like, that's what we well, knowing what you're there for is, is part of it, isn't it? But oh, I mean, 100%, like it, I it, it might not suit all your supporters, but no, no. I bet it was fantastic when Sam Wainwright got on that picture. Oh, it's, look, it's absolutely outstanding. And I think that's what everyone understands at RGC. If you look at RGC as an entity, you know, from under 18s below, it's the same as every other region. We play in the rag blocks, we play the same the 18s and the 16s and everything is there. So trying to bring that conveyor belt talent through and trying to produce the same players year on year is one of our challenges. Yeah. The second challenge on top of that is to be really competitive in a very, very strong league. So it's, um, yeah, it is a challenge at times because you want to promote those young players and give them opportunities to get in the 20s, but you also want to be competitive in a very strong league when you're playing against people like Lockie and that. So yes. you know, some of the young front five forwards, it's a challenge. Yeah. So I, I can't let you go as a Welsh international prop yourself. Those two scrums by Sam Wainwright. Oh, it's done. I was nervous for him. I, you know, he was there before my time at RGC, and I was genuinely nervous for him because you know there were such huge moments. And he just came in and he stayed there, and then the South Africans tried to attack him, go up and around. He's held himself square, and he rightfully won the decision off the back of it. And you know, he's been up to see us. He was up to see us last week. He did a talk with our 16s. They talked to our 18s. He stayed around and watched our training session. I did ask him to jump in and do a scrimmaging session. He wasn't that keen. I don't know why. Uh, probably afraid that Paddy Jones would go after him too much. So, um, yeah, no, it was great. Look, it's, it's a really good story for us as RGC, and it's, it's exactly what we want from how it can be about coming through. And, yeah, we just hope to produce more of them for the Welsh game going forward, and that's, that's what we're about. Social media went mad. I yeah. mean, and he got so much support, and, and as you said, you might have been a bit nervous. A lot of the people were more than nervous. They were incredibly doubtful, yes. but they didn't need to be on that second scrum either. No, look, I think he's, he's the epitome. Everyone who knows him up there just knows he was never the most talented player coming through, but he was the player who worked harder than anyone else in that squad. He was always early for training, he was always the last one to leave, and I know it sounds a bit of a cliche, but he did just work and work and work and work, and graph and ask questions all the way through to become better. And I think it's a, it's a message for every youngster out there. If you're determined enough and you keep working at your game, who knows where you can go.
move over George there's a new pin-up boy for North Wales rugby yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we, we did get a photo of George and him together. Like yeah. I said, it's a slightly different pathway, obviously, but now, <laughs> now it's lovely. I saw George last week, actually, up at uh, the show up on Angus yes. up there, so he was up there, so he was lucky to bump into him, and, and Dan Lydiot, and Dan yeah. Lydiot was loving the, the farming life as well. So I'm we had, sure, yeah. We had a good chat about that. So Expecting now, every tractor he could find. Yeah, uh, he was. I think he was trying to get more sort of sponsorship going, I think, <laughs> honestly, but no, it was, it was great to see those guys yeah. up there. And obviously, it, it, it's brilliant to have Sam and George, and, and hopefully we got some more in the, in the near future yeah. what about incoming this season you've lost a few but who's who's come in and who should we be looking at uh, look we we've retained pretty well what we wanted to retain we haven't really lost anyone we, we didn't want to keep it's going to be a big year for Dion Jones I've uh, moved Dion twice and half this year he played a few games there last year he's a talented player oh, of course he is you know a huge amount of talent and I'm just I'm intrigued to see myself whether he can do the job at 10 because I think you know if he can manage that area because Physically, he's an incredible player. He's got so much talent. Hopefully, he can manage the game nicely for us as well. We got some young players coming through. I think Peter Jones is going to play himself right in there. I think a lot of people will know about him by the end of the year. He's, he's a tight head. He's, you know, he's six foot three, he's 130 kilos. And he does a bronco in like 515. So, um, you know, there's not many athletes like that around. Yeah. So. I think watch that space. Like you in your prime. Well, you know, he's a little <laughs> bit head bigger and heavier than me, to be honest with you. He's, I'd say he's the one to look out for. Uh, Rhys Tudor has been excellent on the wing for us all last year. And Dan Owen, who's here tonight, I yeah. think um, he's, he was uh, player of the year last year, Mr. Consistent in the back row, and obviously Ethan Packerel. So I'm just, yeah, so we've got a few dragons. Let's have Brody Copeland for the year as well. So Brody's come on to us. He did a fantastic job last year and seemed to really enjoy it. So. We've got quite a nice mix actually, yeah. so um, I'm hoping we can have um, you know, a bit more sort of prowess up front this year. That's yeah. my challenge. You know, I think RGC, you know, everyone looks at us, we can always play rugby. You know, a lot of teams, I think, are heavier teams in the league, we come after us at set piece. You know, I'm hoping to try and reverse that trend and um, yeah, and hopefully we can start, start to put some real performances on field. So yeah, looking forward to it on they deal. So much more in the Indigo Premiership in the next few weeks on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until next week, goodbye.